0: Life Audio. Hi, friends. I'm excited to share this special episode of Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club with you. Like Sparkle Speak, Girl Club is also on the Life Audio podcast network and promotes Christian values. In each episode, Cynthia and her friends provide a safe and open environment for listeners to keep it real about their own issues and struggles dealing with everything happening in our culture today. In this episode, you're about to hear about identities versus the lies that we believe. If you like what you hear, we encourage you to subscribe to the show on Life Audio or wherever else you get your podcasts. I recently listened to this episode and I think you are going to love it. It feels like you're sitting around drinking coffee with your friends, just talking about faith and faith filled topics. And to me, I love that. That's what I'm all about. It's super important to me. And I love hearing other people's perspectives and just getting encouragement from them. It feels like you're just chatting with your friends. So please enjoy it. I'll be back on October 10th, which is a Monday for our newest episode of Sparkle Speak. You won't want to miss it because we're talking to my good friend, Joe Herman. And I think it's great. I think it's amazing. We talk about motherhood and you're not going to want to miss it. So
1: thank you so much for listening and please enjoy this. Hey, it's time for Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and I will be right with you in just a moment after this.
0: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up.
2: We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410.
1: Everybody, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening. Welcome to Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and uh, this is the place where we're just a bunch of real girls hanging out, having real talk about real issues while trying to apply our real faith. And in the world that we live in today, really and truly applying our real faith um, for all of us, I think we can all agree, is challenging to say the least. It's challenging because you kind of get challenged on all sides of the equation. Uh, the challenges come from Christians because, in walking in real faith, you've got to understand your real identity in Christ. And if you really understand the concept of identity in Christ, then you know that we are all created equally but we're all really different. And that's a beautiful thing about the um, painting of humanity that is created by our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And in those differences, we can celebrate each other and we can love each other. And you know what? We can also disagree with each other and that's okay too, but it is really interesting. I think um, in talking about identity to actually, deal with the many opinions uh, that we all face every day from believers and from unbelievers alike. So joining me today from the Girl Club tribe of regulars is Christina Reynolds, Nova Page, and Summer Garrett. And uh, I just want to bring all the ladies in. I think by this point, those of you who are regulars kind of know who they are. Uh, There's information that we always put up on screen about each one of them to help Kind of, you guys know that there are women who do what you do, live like you live, and have the questions that you have, and we're here with you. So, hi, (laughs) y'all. Good morning. Hi, guys, and well, as everybody is piling in, it is really interesting. You know, I want to read something to you because I love this. It's about identity in Christ, and it says. Our identity in Christ is a function of our relationship with him. Knowing our authority and dominion in Christ Jesus makes us aware of who we are in him. Embracing that authority and the authority that is in Jesus reveals to us what our, what our true identity is in him. So I think it's pretty powerful. The, the crux of that statement you know, is that our identity in Christ is a function of our relationship with him. What do you think about that?
3: I almost feel like you need to read it again. That was I was so- just going to say that I'm writing some things down because I'm like, huh?
1: Yeah. Our can, you, can you read it again? Yeah, sure. Our identity in Christ is a function of our relationship with him. So basically the more we know him, the more we know ourselves. The more we mm. submit to him, the more that we know ourselves, the more that we recognize and accept his authority as God and creator of the universe. The more we know ourselves. It's pretty powerful.
3: It's pretty deep.
1: It's very deep.
3: It's pretty deep. Yeah. Because the more actually that our mind is set on him, probably it ends up that the less we think about ourselves and we just live from the place of, knowing him. So we're not so wrapped up in self. Yeah. We are wrapped up in him and out, you know, out of that comes everything else.
4: Yeah. Wow. It actually makes. Oh, no, go. No, keep going. Go ahead. (laughs) No, just what you're saying. I feel like you summarized it so well and made it, you simplified it so well. And it, I've been wrestling with this this thing of identity and it's like, God, I feel like when I was in my 20s, I knew nothing. I was so confused. I was like up and then down and then up and then down and then down, down, down. And then, and now that I'm in my 30s, I at least know, okay, I'm not those things and I'm okay with that. But I've really been wrestling this week, I think, because just the expression of my life has changed. Um, and there's a lot of things and I've given in I kind of shared last week of giving in to the metric system of or just the the measuring system of value and success of the world over and I've been trying to like get that out by like meditating and like just trying to get focused on the Lord and What you read, it just simplifies everything that, and it's completely opposite from like discovering your identity in the world, which is like looking deep inside me, who am I? What are the things about me? Which I think there are good points to that. But what you were saying, Nova, about just the more that you are focused on him, who you become is just an overflow as you are in relationship and as you are focused on Christ. And I feel like even that is just opening up More places for me to repent. And two, also just a simplifying because I felt this morning I was just sitting here going, you know, I'm trying to war against these opinions that now that I've heard people have against uh, about me and whatever and and then feeling my lack of success or being coming to fruition of who I am as a you know, whatever. And it's like, wow, getting wrapped up in all of that is so complicated and bear so much weight on my shoulders. But then you just going, um, it is just knowing him. And then our identity comes from that place. It's like yeah. I knew it, but I needed to be reminded this morning.
1: Well, okay. So like, I mean, a couple of things. Um Yeah. I, I think it's, if you're just wrapped up in relationship with him and you're not even, uh, you know, you're not even looking to make statements or stands or expressions about your identity. You're just wrapped up in your relationship with the Lord. You're submitted to him as knowing what's right all the time. And you're just taking that through every day. I think that your identity really is flowing out of you because then you're responding to th- to things the way that God would lead you to respond. Then you're loving the way that God would help mm-hmm. you to love. Then you know when to speak and when not to speak in the, because the Holy spirit and you are in a deep relationship, but you did say something that, um, that, that, uh, that kind of triggered me to, to re- respond when, because you said, you know, looking at my lack of success. See, the question I think here when we're talking—that triggered think, me too. Yeah, no. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, because because Christina, what's your measuring stick for success? I know, and that's, that's the point. And right, yeah, that's and that's it. and that's where yeah. I'm
4: that's where I'm confessing that I'm off, and that over the last. you know, however many months I've been sucked into this standard of the world. And the thing is that, and I think like, I don't think of success as I finally made it. I'm, I'm on the Forbes 30 under 30 because I'm not under 30 anymore, but, but, you know, I'm not thinking of that, but I think it's like, I look at the past and it's like, I've had these really amazing moments in life and accomplishments and things where it's like, wow, she did that or whatever, but I'm looking at my life now and I'm going, you don't understand like so many people, what do you do? What is it that you do? I don't know. It's so interesting the way, the way people pose that question too. Yes. Mm -hmm. What what do you do during the day? There's almost like a hint of like, and I'm like, well, I homeschool my children and then I do this and I do that. But it's, it's, I feel like I'm on a, I have to prove myself. And this is even you girls. This is even like, I was at Hobby Lobby the other day and some woman just was like, Oh, I complimented me on my shoes. And then asked me. Oh, so what do you do during the day? Like, I don't know. Um, I, am am I, wear, I reading into that? I wear that? these
1: shoes. I wear these. I'm like, shoes. but <laughs> <laughs> am I
4: reading into that? But this happens like often. And
1: um, no, okay. So let me I don't tell you. know. It it makes there, me that's feel a real like, struggle. It's a real. Yeah. struggle. but so I feel it. it.
4: But I'm like, I'm like, I have kids, and I'm like. Honestly, they take up most of my energy, and then I do do all these other things. But I'm not going to sit here and go, "Well, I was on this amazing woman's television show. I'm on this podcast. I make me like I don't list out all these things that I do." But I feel like what I is the easiest to share is so like, oh,
1: (laughs) well, okay, so because (laughs) okay, so you're missing an opportunity to embrace something here, and I'm going to tell you, okay, so I give it to us. Okay, Get so I me. started out in the opposite place of where I am now. I started out with running the list always. I was young, I was in Hollywood. I knew I wanted to work on television. So everything about every day was focused and committed on my relationship with being famous and being rich and having famous friends and making it, right? So I could run the list. What do you do? Well, this I'm doing this and I'm working on this. And ta-ba, 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 ta-ba. <laughs> and somewhere, somewhere along the way, when I hit a wall in life, ended up in a foreign country, pregnant because I married a crazy man and my first marriage, very young. And, uh, which is in the book that Anna just, uh, did a little promo for those of you watching us on live stream about and ended up, uh, with my life really coming to a halt, uh, for the next couple of years. And in that halt, in that screeching stop, all of a sudden, all of the fabulous people who found my identity worthy to validate and be friends with because I was doing things, I was pursuing things, I could put a name, I could say television, I could say radio, whatever it is that you could say easily, Christina or Nova or Summer. You know, uh, when I was there and going through this experience. I was in Italy, stuck. I was going through this experience and I remember stopping in the stillness finally for the first time in my life. Remember the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. So I was finally still for the first time in my life at like 28 years old. And I really and truly began to know that he is God. And I began to realize that all those people who asked that question, how are you? What do you do with your day? What are you up to? Are really only interested in external superficial answers because the answer to that question, had I really answered the question, how are you? Prior to me ending up in Italy in this nightmare of a situation in a horribly abusive marriage, in which I became a star witness in a trial against this man. Long story, by the book, Prodigal Daughter, Journey Home to Identity. You just got to get it because my testimony is too long. And this isn't a testimony show. We're talking about identity. And, um, And so I realized that all those people who answered that question, if I had answered them honestly, they would have glazed over. Because the honest answer would have been, I'm hurting inside because I'm in my 20s and I was sexually abused as a little girl and raped as a teenager and I have really low self-esteem and I have so many questions about if God loves me and I'm lost and in pain and um trying to cope every day and I am not coping very well at all and I am looking for love in all the wrong places I mean I would have gotten about 3 seconds into that honest answer as to how I was. And, and, you know, people would have turned around and walked the other direction because I realized that the majority of people don't care how you are. Mm. They don't care what you do with your day. They care if you do something with your day, that is important to something they need want or desire to experience because of running into you and complimenting you on your fabulous shoes. It ain't real. It ain't real. So I realized that for me to wrap my self-worth and my identity up in the questions, comments, affirmations, or acceptance of people who really didn't care about me was utterly (laughs) insane. It was insane and it would always be insane and it would always lead me to unhappiness. So... I made a decision that when I got back from Italy and this experience with my little baby boy, Christian, who just turned 30, who's awfully fabulous and boy, oh boy, oh boy, you know, is he the pie in the face of a lot of those people who said, how are you? You know, when I had him (laughs) and I knew they didn't really care, but, but, you know, I, I made a decision when I came back that the most important thing in my life happened to me in Italy. I had this child and I found Jesus and and submitted to him. Submitted to live my life for Christ. And that was really all that mattered. That was really all that mattered. So in the answer to my question how are you? I was happier than I'd ever been. I felt fulfilled. I felt like I had a lot of questions still after being saved and coming home with this little baby by myself and going through this epic horrible, you know, divorce from well annulment from my first husband really because I was pregnant longer than we were married and the whole thing was a sham on his part and it's in the book so anyway (laughs) anyway anyway I realized that I was just gonna say what I was doing with my day so when someone said so what do you do I no longer said well I'm Lenny Kravitz's sister and I'm going here and I'm doing this and I'm in this club and I'm in that club I said um oh, I just had a baby and I'm raising my son. He's amazing. His name is Christian. And um, yeah, and I am really in the Bible the Bible now. And now, of course, they glazed over and turned around <laughs> and walked the other direction within three seconds of that answer. But as they turned around and I realized that it wasn't interesting enough for them, I also laughed inside and thanked God for protecting me from yet another vampire who only wanted to suck the goodness out of the pearls of wisdom that i gained in my life from my experience. And the Bible says, don't throw, you know, don't cast your pearls before swine. And I realized that i that was my life. I kept throwing my life before unbelievers and believers who didn't deserve it because they weren't there for the authentic exchange. They were there for the, who are you and how's that going to look on my resume? If I get mm-hmm. to say, I know you. It was all about them, it wasn't about wow. me, and that's not love, that's not love, and my identity has never been more important than it became as a mom and a lover of Christ who could then love other people in a different way because of that identity shift. So I think Christina, you're not actually placing enough value and importance on the on the bottom line mm. foundation of who you are you're a wife and a mom, you're raising two great yeah. kids. Um, and and if you give someone five minutes more time than that explanation, because that actually excites something in them, then you might tell them, hey, I'm also a very talented singer songwriter. And that might get a little bit further to where you then share with them, yeah, you know, I also have a couple of online, you know, uh, digital TV shows and blah, blah, blah. It's almost like all of the rest of that I don't even think people get to even have all of that, you know. I agree. I don't think it yeah. early. <clears throat> so yeah. I have
3: a great line.
1: Love have a great line. It. Yeah. Drop. Yes. It. Drop so, on me.
3: Um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, maybe I maybe I misspoke, but I, you know, God gave me this word this year, um, and it was fulfilled. And I realized Mm -hmm. it was when all of who I am is moving toward all that God's called me to be. So I can say to people, I am on a journey to fulfillment, meaning everything I am is being drawn out to who God's called me to be. And sometimes it looks like this and sometimes it looks like that, but I am a beloved. I love marriage. I love my kids. God has me be a creative. I don't have to say all the things that are noteworthy. It's just, I, I really believe that I am, I haven't always been happy. There's been really hard things, but I really know that God is in all of it. And I've had this great journey of fulfillment and I have a lot of joy. I've had a lot of pain, but I don't think you can have one without the other. I really don't. I think there is- all of that. So who, what do you do? I journey. (laughs) I'm a journey. I'm a journey woman.
1: Right. (laughs) I love it. Honestly. And that is more interesting to me than someone who, look, I just got back from New York. It was the end of fashion week and UN week was starting. And, you know, it was, it was like the city is packed. The city is open The posers are out downtown and the, and the, you know, and the, the wealthy are out uptown and it's just the whole mashup. And I met, you know, as always in New York, you experience five different social circles and events in one day. I mean, literally you can really go from one to the next all day long because you're on the streets and you're walking and you're just mashing into people constantly. And, 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 and I got to tell you, it's like, I've never seen more identity confusion in my life. Um mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people who were 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 just being themselves, but I also saw a a lot of people young and old who weren't sure if themselves or was good enough, who you know seemed Awkward in their skin. I've never smelled so much weed in my life, which is a big, <gasps> which oh, is no. a big, I just big uh, statement. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, sir- and, and honestly, and the reason I say it is not to make you guys laugh, but come on. Like, I remember when I was in my 20s, I used to smoke weed because I wanted to get out of my body. I wanted to escape my feelings. I wanted to feel yeah. differently than I, than I feel uh, that's a freaking ding, 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 ding bell of warning. Like, why can't you just be you in your skin without something altering your mind? If you can't, you have a problem, you have a problem. And so it was crazy to me to be downtown and to smell so many people that just reeked of weed. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's so many people walking around and a lot of young people walking around trying to get out of the reality of what yeah. their life is every day. Yeah. I don't care about the hype. I, the whole legalization of it to me is yet another demonic agenda to basically just destroy a generation. I mean, yeah. wow.
5: I want to add something to for Christina. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I want to like go back there too. When you're asking the question of, or when people are asking you, like, what do you do? Because I, I totally understand what you're saying. Because I've been through that too, where like, it's just an identity thing. Of, but I always think to myself, who am I trying to please? Like, am I trying mm-hmm. to to satisfy like how I look to them? But in reality, I know what I'm doing is I'm living a life that glorifies God. And I know that. And so there's never going to be a situation where I'm going to please someone else because I'm not focused on that. And I don't think that you are either. So I think there's a lot Mm -hmm. of confidence that comes in that because it's so temporary. Like, let's just say you were to say I'm whatever you define as success. Let's just say Mm -hmm. you were to say that. Well, that's going to last two seconds and then they're going to move on about their day. Like, they don't so really true. care. They don't yeah. actually care. And to me, it's yeah. just an attack. Because whatever you treasure becomes your torture. If you Whatever you treasure that's not aligned with God becomes mm. your what the enemy can use to torture you. So every single time mm. that someone asks you that and it triggers you, it's because the enemy knows he can use that to torture you in your mind. Oh, well, I know that you have this, not saying that you do, but anyone. Like, I, yeah. I know you have this insecurity, so I'm going to nudge at that any chance that I get. Right. And I feel like once you no longer identify in what the world says your identity should be and you solely focus on, well, I'm living a life that glorifies God and Mm -hmm. the world's never going to understand that because the world's not going to understand that. Like, you know, it was just never, it's never going to understand that. And I think that even for me, like, I was just dealing with this yesterday where I was talking to someone and they were just really upset and like having these really, really bad negative thoughts And it really hurt me to watch this person go through because I love this person. And um, like they were just identifying their worth and their accomplishments. And I think that I've definitely been there. I mean, that's not something that I struggle so much with anymore, but having been through that, I was just thinking like, I was putting my value in my weight, my looks and Mm -hmm. um, what I'm doing with myself, what I'm doing with my life. Um, Being goal oriented, like, All those things are so worldly and so temporary and it's such a distraction. Like, I think that the whole, oh, work, you know, work all this 40 hours and accomplish this, this, or that and make sure you do it. It's like, it just distracts you from God, really. It's just so that you can spend your day totally busy and not focused on God because you're focused Mm -hmm. on trying to like prove yourself to people. And I think that, you know, you commit all your ways to the Lord and the Lord will make all your paths straight. And so it's like, if you're focusing on God, then he controls your desires. He controls like your, your utmost goals. And that's where you're always going to be going and heading. So then you're always in the right place. And it's never going to make sense to people that don't, that don't follow God, because they don't follow God. They just... And so they don't matter because I feel like in those moments, we're all just trying to please the person that's asking us the question, you know, like Mm. we're just trying to drive a fancy car to drive past someone for two seconds. That's honestly just going to move on with their day. Like, it's just, it's not important. And I think that, I mean, we're all Christian women. We're all living a life that's more than good enough, like more than enough. And I think that we should all be more proud of who we are because we're following God. And that's our creator. He's the one Mm -hmm. that put put us on this earth for a purpose. And I feel like as long as we're on this earth, we still have purpose for our life. And as long as we're following God, his grace is enough for every single day. So we're always more than worthy, more than good enough. We're not like, if someone calls me a name, that doesn't matter because I'm only what God says I am. God says that I'm more than enough. God says that I'm perfectly beautifully and wonderfully made and that's the only opinion that matters because he's my creator and he's has the final say so even if someone else tries to say something negative it doesn't like their words don't matter only what god says you know so, yeah.
4: so yeah. good
3: I, oh my so gosh good <laughs> summer that's like a summer so
1: drop. good yeah so i drop. have
3: a parallel i have a parallel thought um probably uh in alignment with some of what you shared with Christina, but you know, it's interesting because, you know, we talk about this identity and you're right. We should be so proud of who God made us to be. He, he says that he knit us together. He did a good thing when he made it so awesome in the, in the conversation, I guess Christina. Let's say you were in Hobby Lobby and someone, you know, said what they did to you. It right? sounds so
4: silly now.
3: No, I know. Really- you know what? And I'm not trying to just like pick on. I just I'm like, yeah, those those moments are just so real. But if we keep also in mind, I, I guess maybe my mind goes to really living out the gospel. So all of a sudden, somebody asks of you, maybe not because they really want to know. But they maybe they see something, and all of a sudden it's an open door to testify of God's goodness in your life. And it's like all of a sudden you just flip the switch on the enemy, and because the enemy is coming to like, see, girl, who are you? What are you going to say? What'd you do today? What'd you, you know, are you, do are you top whatever of, you know, your your dance crew or like on TikTok, (laughs) like
5: you know? And
3: and you're like, do you have your stats down, girl? You got your stats down? And I feel like the Lord just gently wants to come in and go, man, what an invitation. Lord, thank you for the invitation. This person sees, they might like my shoes, but you know what? You help me choose these shoes, hallelujah! And all of a sudden, you're moving in a completely different direction that than is what, the so enemy good. thought he was going to like sideswipe you. And you're like, mm. "This person is here for this moment with me. And what am I going to make of it with you, Jesus? Like, how right. can we that's do so that? Good. Yeah.
4: So yeah. I know. I Maybe mean, I just look at it as, as no. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask? Yeah. Can I ask another question also? Since yeah. you guys are yeah. so wise, I think that's the other thing that I've been so just shocked at that. I'm like, why do I even care? It's been over like for the last like two months, maybe where I've been really wrestling with this. So I also have been feeling so much condemnation. So I think, mm-hmm. how, what, what would you say? Also, I'm sure I'm not the only one for all the other ladies and men out there who feel like they should be farther along in their faith and should be like, Oh gosh, I can already feel what you guys are gonna say, uh, <laughs> but I have to voice it. You know, it's like, yes, oh, to, to still do. be in this struggle in my thirties feels embarrassing
1: because you know, I it's, it's the say. curse
4: of being human. It's the curse yeah. of being
3: human. Like we I, all feel that way, Cynthia. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. We're here. <laughs> we're here. We're here. We're here stuck. We're stuck here in this flesh on this planet. And I honestly think in a lot of ways, our struggle is allowed because even that is used by God as a witness to someone else. But it's that constant partnership that Nova alluded to, like, you know, in the store, in the moment, I love your shoes. What do you do every day? Could have, you know, she may have looked at your shoes and thought, well, this girl must be a supermodel every day. Or, you know, (laughs) this girl, this girl must be like, you know, a rock star. She just may have thought all these things because of your shoes and you went to the place that the enemy, like Somerset is torturing you with your, yeah. your, your insecurity about where you think you're supposed to be and where you think you are in your life. And instead of going to the God that we need to be walking in relationship with 24 seven and saying, Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm glad you like my shoes. Um, God is good. You know, uh, whatever it might be, there was an opportunity maybe to partner there. And you know what, honestly, I've actually, I've actually answered that question before um, and said, you know, and said, uh, what what do I, what do I do with my day or my life? Girl, I'm just grateful to God because every day I get to be fabulous. And what do you do? (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) You know, I mean, Hey, you know, put some, (laughs) put some confidence and some like, you know, value on the fact that he made you, you, Mm -hmm. nobody else can be you.
3: Nobody else. I can, I I mean, there's something that I learned this week from the story of Joseph, which I was like, man, this is super awesome. And I don't, I cannot get into the whole story behind it, but I did learn this about Joseph this week. And as you know, Joseph was you know, sold into slavery. He ends up being the second guy, um, in Egypt, and he's in a land where he's really not meant to be because he's supposed to be with his father. Um, you know, his brothers come and they're like, "Yeah, these are all our brothers," and he's like, "Really? You don't have another brother?" They end up bringing the baby brother, right? And this baby brother, um, you know, he says, "I'm going to keep your brother," and Judah says listen, my dad will die a thousand deaths. Like you gotta, you can, you cannot keep my baby brother. And it was the line of Judah, right? Where Jesus comes through. So that whole story, you know, about Joseph being like, you do this and God will give you that. And you do this and God will give you that. I mean, we can draw those principles, but technically the whole story of Joseph is really about Jacob and the line of Jacob and Jesus coming through that line. a a side note is here. Joseph is he's in a land that is foreign to him. He really knows like, man, I wore, my father gave me this robe. I am my, my father's son. I'm in this place, even though I'm high up here, he did not feel like he was in the right spot. No matter how high he got, he kind of knew he wasn't in this right place. How, however he, he, and he, the, uh, the Pharaoh named him a different name, but he and he married a woman who was not um, Hebrew, but he named his children Hebrew names. And this is what I learned. He named him, and I know everybody's heard these names before. They're Manasseh and Ephraim, and Ephraim means God made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Okay, so Joseph was in a. He, he, even though he had everything, he it wasn't home. It wasn't home. We are not home. You guys, we are in the land of the, of affliction, just like Joseph. And we might think, man, my life is so great here on earth. And it's just awesome. But truly this is not home. Home is with the Lord. And so we are here, Christina, in the land of our affliction. And what did Joseph do? He made it feel a little bit more like home. He named his sons, Hebrew names, he brought his family in. He was obedient. He did these things to make it feel like a little bit more like home, but he knew yeah. he wasn't in, he wasn't home. And to me, I look at that and I go, what perspective? Yeah. Cause you know yeah. what? My husband, we were, we were living this a ministry life where we thought, hey, this is home. This is great. And guess what? That changed. And guess what? If we moved to something else, that's still not home. Yeah. We're still in the land of our affliction. You guys. We are not in the promised land. We are not heaven. We're not in heaven. And so I just, there's this perspective that we will always go through this in the land of our affliction, just like Joseph.
1: I could not agree with you more, Nov. You know, there's a song by you two and you guys are, everybody knows the song and the lyric says, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Um, Right. Yes. Yeah. But (laughs) I still haven't found I cry. Every time I hear that every time, song. every time. And I, and I started that even before I was where I am today with a smidge more spiritual knowledge. There was something about the, the, the depth in that song that caused deep to cry out to deep for me. It caused this real reality that I, I, I still hadn't found when I was, I'm looking for, I knew I will. I, and I know yeah. I will never find what I'm looking for on this side of the eternity that I Mm. believe in and live for and hope in and, and place my faith in, you know, that I'm going to see my dad again and that I'm going to see my grandma, you know, my grandpa that I'm, I'm, it's so interesting. Oh my God. It could that it could rip me to shreds, you know, crying because it is so deep. You know, I don't think we'll ever find total fulfillment here on this earth because this is not where we were created to be. We were created to be with our creator and all of creation on some level groans and waits. Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. And yet, Cynthia, like as we live our life and the fruit comes out of our life, it's like this tastes good. This feels like a little bit like home. Like we get these glimpses of glory in our life. right like we we get sorry my airpod fell out and i'm back (laughs) we (laughs) i'm back but we we get these glimpses and we eat off of them and we're like man i know that eternal hope and i honestly that's what gives me so much hope and i i don't know i just i want to be caught
5: up Mm -hmm. with him i just want to get caught up with him yeah you know yeah christina what if I don't know what what I'm trying to say, but I'm just going to try to put it into words. But what if God is saying, like, you're still going through this, like, let me heal it. Like, where you're weak, I'm strong. Like, pray about it and let me heal it within you. Let me talk to you about why you're still feeling this way. Like, just like, I think with anyone that's going through something and it's not, it's like still going on, just like go to God and just say, Lord, why am I feeling this way? Why am I still feeling this way? Please heal this in me that feels this way. You know, I think that um, following God, it's always uncertain, but God is always stable and he's always the same. He's the same yesterday as he is today. He will be tomorrow. So even though we don't know what's in our future, we can always know that God is always certain. He's always faithful. And I think for me, that's like what it is when I'm going through something and I'm like, why am I still going through this? Why am I still having this nagging feeling? It's like there's something missing that I maybe didn't learn yet. Or maybe God just wants me to acknowledge that I'm weak. Like, I don't know it all. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not uh, He, but He's strong. Because I think especially times like this where you're able to admit, Mm. I struggle with this. I struggle with this insecurity. That gives God the glory of strengthening strengthening us in that you know instead of mm-hmm. a, like me trying to have all the glory and say oh i'm so strong oh i i just keep it in and i'm in denial about it but you're saying it and i think that that is like what we're supposed to be like humble but then god makes us strong in our weakness mm-hmm.
3: yeah. i need you I need so you good. yeah
4: it really is and you. actually once summer started talking i like almost <laughs> emotional I, I think for one just like coming from like
5: a I 20 mean, just year old
4: such, i know like such deep so much words wisdom. of, of yeah. truth but like when you said well what if it's just god saying let me heal you because i that that hit hard because i feel like um both of you nova and cynthia can, can um relate to this but i think just having a bend towards being a strong woman feeling like oh i you know yeah, but I, it's okay. I can, I can bear this. I can do, right. like just get it together. It's, it's actually it sounds so mature, but it's such an innate, like bad yeah. habit Yeah, where you feel like, yeah. and then at the end of the day, I just feel exhausted. I feel like I can't, I can't, yeah. like, I'm tired of yeah. carrying yeah. all this stuff. It makes yeah. me emotional because summer, you just spoke the truth of Jesus. He's yeah. like, come to me all who are weary, who those who are heavy laden. Like, if you're hungry, you don't got money come and eat. Are you thirsty? Like, I mean, it's so often I forget that I can, that I am a child, you know, it's like, I got to take, like, I always say Mm -hmm. this moms are the last to sleep, last to eat, last to do anything fun. You know what I'm saying? We're always cooking, cleaning, washing this, that. And it's like, it's easy as we get older to get into that. Like, ah, but I mean, I got to say, hands down, women were made to suffer. We were made to endure. We're made to just be strong, you know? And, and, you saying that just like, I don't know, got me emotional because I was like, I can just not be the one to fix myself.
5: And, and so that is.
4: Wait. Oh, my gosh. there's yeah. something
5: So yesterday um, when this person was going through this, I like I can't read the person's mind, but I can feel that they're going through something. And I'm just kind of like waiting like, please tell me what you're going through so I can pray for you. Please tell me what you're going through so I can pray for you. <laughs> please tell me what you're going through so I can pray for you. But I'm, like, trying to be patient. And as I'm, like, standing there, I feel like God was telling me, "How m- you're a sinner, and you can think that. How much more am I waiting for you to let me carry your burdens? How much wow. more is God patiently waiting wow. to just ask me? I'll heal you. Just ask me. I'll heal you. Just ask you. Like, come eat. I have the bread. Like, just ask for. You have not because you asked not. And I think that that is like what came to my mind right now, because it's like, he's just waiting, like, Christina, just, you want healing? Okay, tell me. It's here for you. Come pick it up. Like, here you go. Anyone, like, whatever you want, just ask me, like, and I have it for you.
1: We didn't have to worry about anything. We
5: just pray about everything. It's like what Nova said, I think it was last week, when you just like clear the table and just like, it's just God, just me just Jesus just just me like you don't have to worry about all the clutter and all the worry and concern and like all the things because God is bigger than all of it so it's like that's just what it is if I can be worried about someone and I can have concern for someone and and I can like my heart can be empathetic and cry for someone that's going through something how much more does God mourn for us because I'm you know I'm just a sinner like I'm not anyone, you know, I'm not God. So how much more is God just waiting to heal us and give to us and love us and take on our burden and take on our weights, you
1: know? You know what, yeah. uh, Chris, for those of you listening on podcast right now, you're not seeing um, that Christina get wrecked, which uh, is so beautiful, which yeah, is so, so, so beautiful because you know what, Christina, I think the sim- the simplicity sometimes of hearing the truth of god that you even know you know especially from someone who's a baby you know who's who's in her 20s who who while young has a has tremendous spiritual maturity you know i think it hits that much harder because when truth hits you it just hits you in the heart you know and i mean some are you're so right you know, and I think that God is constantly waiting for us to realize that we're children before him, just like we wait for our friends or other people to just get real with us, you know, mm-hmm. so that we can share with them the wisdom that we have in Christ, you know, and um, and I'm so very, very, very proud of you, yeah. you know, I'm oh, so, sorry. I mean, I was reading um, the comment from Bernadette um, I was a model in my twenties, and it was crazy trying to find my identity until I called out to Jesus Christ. And I, you know, Bernadette, I I can relate to that. And as I look at my niece in her twenties, and I realize that it just has, has been a journey of crying out and learning. And I pray, you know, for each and every person that ever stumbles across Girl Club and these conversations that your journey will be shortened by surrender, you know, because if the sooner you surrender to the truth of Christ as the creator and the author and the finisher of your identity, the sooner you can have freedom. And, you know, Christina, I do think that a lot of times I'm like, God, why am I still struggling with this issue or that issue? But it is really, it's only when I go to him and say, I just need you to fix this that I do start to have some hope in a, yeah. in an outcome that's positive. You know? Yeah.
4: Thank you guys so much. I just want to say to Summer, thank you so much before you have that's to, bold. I know you have to go to class, but thank you for popping up and being bold and sharing everything. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. the Lord really spoke through you today Amen. to me. I I'm the type of girl that cries twice a year. And now this is my <gasps> second time of the year. No, I mean like, honestly, like that's, Amen. Oh, just, yeah, in the mouths true. of babes. Well,
1: this, yeah, this is how this, that you guys, this is how impacted I got when I was having that whole, for, I don't know, you guys, the, we, we talked about this on one of the girl club, uh, episodes about blinded by his grace, being blinded by his mm-hmm. grace. And, um, I had a day where the Lord used summer, uh, to show me his grace. And Christina, I think that's just what's happening. You know, you just had one of those moments where you get so blinded by God's grace, by the fact that he sees you, by the fact that he hears you, by the fact that he's waiting for you to just bring it to him. You know, and I think all of us in our identity, you know, and in dealing with identity of ourselves, of the communities that we live in, the nation that we live in, the world that we live in, it's very chaotic when you realize that. All of our crises are rooted in a massive identity search, a massive identity struggle. And and when you're not submitted to God in that identity struggle, you start trying to create other identities as the right ones. <laughs> I mean, yeah. look at the world we live in, yeah. you know, and really you start good. trying to pander to other people so that you can be the identity that you think that they want you to be. And mm-hmm. you start trying to, you start, Partnering with the enemy in thinking that you need to be the identity that the world says you need to be, or you're not successful, which goes right back to what you said in the beginning, Christina, because the reality is, and for those of you listening, the reality is you got to stop right now and ask yourself, really stop right now and ask yourself, what is success? What does that mean to me? is success not that maybe you're healthy? Is success not just that maybe your children are healthy or your spouse is healthy? Is success not that maybe you have a roof over your head? You know, there's all these levels of success that so many of us take for granted. You know, the Mm -hmm. fact that we can gather together as believers and talk about, you know, real issues, And, and real faith as a bunch of real girls, there are countries in the world where this can't happen. I've been to China, dude, you can't even search Jesus on the internet in China. It's just completely censored, you know, think about it on YouTube, right? (laughs) Think about the freedoms that we live with, especially here in the Western world. You know, we can have a Bible. The Western church is free to worship. You know, and the Western church has been the church that every other church around the globe has looked to. We're still the people, you know, I, I, talking to other people from other countries in New York uh, because of all the people in town for UN week. It's like they're all looking at America. America's economy, America's thought processes. What's America going to do? I spent the day yesterday with, uh, with the German television network and with some producers here who were doing a show. And they, you know, they spent a whole day interviewing me and talking to I, I when they realized I was actually a TV person with a lot of experience that could actually do what I do for them. It was really funny. So then it was you know, the politics of what's America going to do? You know, is Trump going to run again? How do you guys feel about, you know, the divide in your country and how do the people really feel? And it was really interesting to just realize, you guys, that, you know, everyone is trying to have the answer that everyone else, they think everyone else wants to hear. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of yesterday just spoke my own truth, you know, and spoke my own opinion. And then it was really interesting to hear from these three lovely uh, German people from TV7, like... They're like, you know, in Germany nobody talks about politics. We don't talk I could see they don't talk about God much either, you know? They they were just like no one says I'm conservative or I'm liberal. No one talks about any of that. You keep it to yourself. And look, I can admire some of that, but I but I believe that those of us if we really link arms with the Holy spirit and we walk in the power of the Holy spirit, we can talk about anything at any time because we're talking from a place of identity in Christ. And when you're speaking from a place of identity in Christ, then you're also speaking from a place of love and listening from a place of love and a desire to share God's love with all people, you know, and a desire to share God's truth. And man, Christina, you're able to do that. You're equipped with that. So like who you are and what you do has nothing and will never mean more to me. If you have a Grammy and a hit record, or if you don't,
5: it's true. I want to add to that. And then I probably have to go, but I just want to say this last thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, um,
1: no baby. I, I was
5: saying even last night, like Because what you were saying would define success. So just to add to that, like, okay, so if someone were to say, I'll give you this amazing career and you'll make a million dollars a year, whatever someone would define as successful, whatever the number, a million dollars a month, a million dollars a year. I'll give you that, but you can't have a relationship with God. I'll give you that, but you can't have your mom. You can't have your aunt. You can't have your friend. You can't have your grandma and grandpa. You can't have your friends. I would say no. Well, then that right. means what I have in my life already is already worth more than Come a million month. It's already worth more than a million dollars a year. It's already worth yeah. a crazy career. Like everything that I already have. And I think that every blessing that God gives is normally underrated. It normally mm. is subtle. So I think it's so important to open our eyes often and always be aware of the ways that God is blessing us. Because I wouldn't mm. trade. And I don't think any of us would trade. What we have and the things that we Mm -hmm. have, our moms, our dads, our, my aunt, like my mom, my, my relationship with God. Like I wouldn't change that. I wouldn't trade that for any amount of money or any amount of success, worldly success. So I just think that we already have more than enough. Uh,
1: That was so deep. Wow. I I love everybody. Thank you for joining us. I mean, yeah. Oh my god, we
4: already have more than enough.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah and we more, are and, and more, more than, than what, that
4: worldly success like whatever number, whatever thing. It's uh yeah. it really is a perspective shift and thank it you is. all for just helping me get aligned. Again, every Monday I feel like you know, that kind of fall off towards Wednesday.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> listen. I'm like, ah! Yeah, because listen, you know what's happening from, from uh, Tuesday to a uh, uh, Sunday night? Like, so we have our Monday, but then immediately what happens is for more days a week than this, we got to be careful that we're not feeding our identity mm-hmm. muscles, the crud of the world. Cause that's it. The world's all around us. People right. are speaking. People are speaking. Worldly identity. TV shows are giving us worldly identity. I mean, I've been rewatching Suits again, and I'm telling you, this is great because I was like, I will be the fiercest and the most ferocious when I have Gina Torres's Suits from from you know from a, from, from the TV show. Like you just, you, it's little and it's subtle and it's funny, it is. but it's not it's real and it's deep and it sinks into your DNA and it starts to dictate why you feel less than you should feel. Cause hello, you guys, I mean, we're all sitting here with roofs over our head and the ability (laughs) to have food today and the ability to get in a car and drive to class, drive to school to pick up your kids. By the way, Christina and Nova, I'll give you three Grammys and a and, and a record deal if you give me Nikki and Shiloh. <laughs> Never. <laughs> right? Like it's nuts. You know, I mean, it's nuts. And and I can honestly say I, you know, summer, sometimes I have these moments, man, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I gave up my career life to be a full time mom to my son and my nieces and nephews. And I wrapped my identity all up in my faith so that they would have faith so that I could mentor them. And, oh man, I don't know, you know, I should have maybe kept my career. I should have, and you know what? And I'll stop. And God allows me Mm -hmm. to have these glimpses of the fruit of my decision. And he just allowed me to have another one in my knees Summer. And it's like, I would not trade what I, chose to count as loss for the excellencies of knowing Christ. I would not trade a single second. I wouldn't because I would still have, and I got reminded of it in a lot of ways this weekend being in New York, which is sort of like that was the epicenter of my success and fame. And, you know, the parties and the red carpets and the wealth and the excess being there though. I looked around me at a lot of people and they're still right where I left except wow. now they're older. Now mm-hmm. they can't have children. Now they probably won't find a husband because they're so set in some ways that would turn off the right kind of man that I pray that they would have. There's a lot of stuff going on that the enemy has deceived a, a whole bunch of people that I love. And I realize that, but for the grace of God, and the surrender to the word of God in my life and in choosing that if I had nothing financially or worldly success wise, but I had Jesus, I was going to be cool with that.
3: Amen. Mm, yeah. Amen. Seriously, no. Cynthia, I think about us sitting around the table right now, our imaginary table. I know summer has to go, but I, I'm just like, man, this is us living our lives living our lives for the gospel, but out of the gospel so that we can share the gospel and be the gospel. And like when, when you whittle it all the way down, we are here to share the love of Christ and his love for us was that he bore our sins and our shame And he died for all of that out of love. And then he rose again and he lives for us and he lives with us. And I know that I have confidence that I have a God who is a God of with. I am with you. I am with you. I'm with you as you share my love. I'm with you in the valley. I am with you, Christina, Summer, Cynthia, Nova. He says, I'm with you. Yeah. Share me.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and, and for, for those of you listening, he's with you too, you know, and you're here to know that right now. I believe that, A lot of people stumble upon, you know, these programs as they're running through the week and maybe they stumble upon them and they stick and they subscribe and they share and they become Girl Club members. Maybe they just need to hear five seconds of a reminder, you know, that God is with you and he sees you and he remembers you, you know, and he thinks of you and, you know, some... Summer, thank you so much, you know, for your knowledge today. And, and, you know, if you've got to pop off and go to class at any time, it's okay, baby girl, don't worry. But, um, but it is really a beautiful thing when we hear such depth and truth out of the mouths of babes, because I think it reminds those of us who've been walking this out a little bit longer, just by virtue of age and time, it just takes us back to the simple truth. You know, mm. the simple truth is that we're created in the image of God you know, and that there's something in us that cries out deep, cries out to deep. Like we're constantly searching for ourselves because we're constantly searching for him. And those of you who don't know him, you probably have experienced the feeling of this, you know, you're constantly searching to be authentic, to walk in identity to, you know, feel like, yes, I'm confident in who I am. Well, let me tell you something. You can't be confident in who you are until you're confident and know the God that created you. And in knowing that God, you know, sometimes I have a lot of, um. you guys, I get, I get, sometimes I get thrown talking about identity because, you know, it's Jesus Christ is the son of God, Right. And we know this as Christians. And so when we speak about God, we're speaking about the entirety of God, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. For a lot of people, you know, they're they're speaking about God, but not in that entirety. And I just have to say to you, there's something about the completion of God, you know, in his entirety The triune Godhead, God, the father, God, the son, who's God made manifest on earth, you know, who died for us, for our sins and and God, the Holy Spirit that we walk in relationship with every day. The Holy Spirit that convicts us of sin, the Holy Spirit that will say, you know what, don't speak your truth at this table because these people who are good people are a little bit deceived about the truth of God. So they see the world differently. Instead, pray daughter, get wisdom from me so I can teach you how to lead and how to speak to them. And a lot of times, you know, Christina, those moments where someone says, how are you? Or what's up? Or what shoes are you wearing? It catches us as off guard as being at a table with people who are talking about, you know, identity in pronouns or identity in other kinds of things, right? And there's nothing inside of me that can call a singular a plural. It doesn't happen that way. You know, we all singularly start somewhere as male or female. That's where we start. How you feel, how life shapes that, the choices you make because of all of that, That's a whole other conversation, you know, one in which I'm always open to have with anybody from a place of love and acceptance and honor and respect. But we can't change the truth of what is, you know, in beginning, He created us male and female. So if we can start with a bottom line identity that God gave us, I think we can begin to build on that. And then wherever you end up, just end up there with Christ
0: Mm.
1: that that's end up there with Christ because you have a savior. You have a God who sees you, a God who loves you, a God who wants to hold your hand and walk with you through all things and in all things until he escorts you into truth that will escort you into eternity. And Amen. I mean, Christina, the fact that you are empowered to know and say that, that's all the identity that you need, you know? So good. Hey, CB, B- Hey, Boudreaux. <laughs> so Christina Boudreaux popped into the studio and we're, we're, we're at the wrap up phase, but you know, we've been talking about identity and um, yeah. if, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to have a closing thought on identity, CB, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. You know, so I think,
2: um, This last week, the Lord has just really been putting on my heart. Um, I've been um, going through a lot of health issues, which is why I'm like coming in today Um, and canceled my morning with so many things because I have joint pain that's just had me in bed and has had me just like completely crippled. And the Lord has. Really encouraged me this week, just through many like sisters in the faith, you know, through Sharon Reese, like Ryan Reese's mom, you know, who deals with like eight can eight tumors and skull cancer, through all these amazing pastors' lives as well, who just like just reminding me, you know, that even our infirmities aren't our identity. You know, like the things that we go through physically. You know, like um, so many people are like, you have arthritis, you have this, you have that, and to not like claim our infirmities and what we're going through as who we are and and what we are because I think when our infirmities become our identity we begin to live life through that lens and we begin to live life through that filter and people see us that way and we see ourselves that way and we limit ourselves that way and so just even in our infirmities physically for all the ladies out there dealing with like cancer joint stuff you know like stomach stuff you know to not live life through that lens but constantly through the lens of the Lord, knowing that he's loved by you. And there's days that are good and there's days that are bad, but just not allowing even that to become your identity in the midst of suffering, but to constantly just give those things back to the Lord and allow the Lord to become your strength and identity in those seasons in your physical infirmities.
1: Amen. Amen. You know, that, that's such a, that is a great place for us to kind of close this week. Um, because a lot of people are sick. A lot of people have health challenges. A lot of people are at the beginning of accepting that their achy knees or their achy back is that is a sign that they're now old and their body's different and they can't do anything. And I just reject that in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. I do. I reject that thinking in Jesus' name because it's very easy for me to yeah. even fall into that. It's very easy. I think women and age is such an interesting phenomenon because it's really easy for us as women to just accept a lot of stuff over our identity. That's not true. And not just physically, but in our physically the way that we look, you know, uh, in our beauty, uh, in the way that we think. Oh, I'm just old and I'm not, you know, thinking hip and cool like them. That's not true. None of it's true. You know, you've all heard the secular sayings, you know, you're as old as you think you are. You know, you're, you're, well, there's a lot of truth in that. So, you know, as we close this week, let me be the first to say, you know, 57 is the new 37 and 37 is the new 27. And why can't, you know, I mean, it's just, it's true because we serve a God who's outside of all of these boxes and these limitations, the God of our identity never talks about being old. And when it is talked about, it's not spoken about in a way that's bad. It's spoken about in a way that's amazing because of the wisdom that comes with age. So I kind of feel like we should just end really quickly with some prayer. Um, And um, whoever wants to start us off or jump in, um, And I don't mind starting us off and whoever wants to close us out, go for it. But Lord, I just feel like we should just thank you for who we are in Christ Jesus. Thank you. Lord, I ask that each and every person listening to my voice right now, everyone in studio and everyone out of studio, I thank you for being Girl Club members. I pray that you would like, subscribe and share us so that we can grow, so that our platform can reach those who need to hear it. I thank you for Life Audio, our host, for making these kinds of conversations possible. You know, mm-hmm. I thank you for this ministry that you've given me to steward, that, that <laughs> for CynthiaGarrett.org, you know, for such a time as this. I thank you for these women who so into this. I thank you for the ministry in each of these young women, not just from my niece Summer, but Nova. Christina Reynolds, and Christina Boudreau, And Lord, I thank you for each and every person who watches and supports us. But more than anything, Father, I thank you for the fellowship that we have here every week. I thank you that because of this fellowship, we will walk more powerfully. We will walk more boldly. We will walk more uprightly in our identities in Christ Jesus. And I thank you for the strength that has caused me to be able to shut the door in the face of the enemy time after time after time Mm -hmm. as he tries to offer me his identity in exchange for the one that I have in Christ Jesus. No, Mm -hmm. no, we are not those who shrink back from doing good. We are those who press on and we finish the race. And Lord, thank you that with your strength, You will lead each and every one of us across the finish line into the victory that is ours because we belong to you, because we are made in your image, because we are your daughters, we are your sons, and you are our God. Yes, Lord, I just thank you for just this wonderful
4: time of being able to be vulnerable and honest and transparent in sharing our weaknesses, our struggles. And God, I just thank you that you suffer along with us, Lord, that you are so
0: Mm.
4: violently patient. God, that you're not sitting here just tapping your foot, waiting for us to get it together, but that you are merciful day after day, morning after morning. Lord, I am so grateful for your kindness and your care towards each and every one of us, Lord. And we just give you glory today. God, we exalt you over our emotions, over every accusation, over every... um, everything that the devil tries to throw our way, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are steadfast and in you, we are steadfast Lord. So I just pray for just your Holy spirit to be so just that we'd be able to experience you and your nearness today for every single person watching for every person engaging for all of us here today, Lord God, you know, where we are in our journeys. um, <laughs> And you love it. And you're here with us. I thank you for that word that Nova shared. You are, the God who is with us always. And I just pray that you'd continue to turn and lead our hearts back to just the simplicity of your truth, that you are with us, that you're our father, that we don't in and of ourselves have to prove anything or fix ourselves or be strong for ourselves, God, but that, that is who you are to us, Lord. So we surrender our Mm -hmm. lives to you again, this Monday morning, and we align ourselves with you. We pray, God, that out of this place, you would overflow into the re- the rest of our week until we meet again on Monday. We love you so much, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Lord,
3: I too thank you for your persistent and your consistent love. The love story weaved from beginning of time until now. And so I I thank you for... Um. The, uh, the fact that you participated in our suffering, that you really were truly with us always. Um, you've consistently loved us. Thank you for the stories in the scripture that show us and remind us um, of that persistence of that consistent love and that you use people <laughs> like us to show it and Thank you for that, that we can take those truths and really partner with you in them. And thank you for today and these moments. And God, right now I too just pray for Christina Boudreaux. And in the name of Jesus, I just ask that you would heal her joints, that she yes. would um all the inflammation would go in the name of Jesus. And then all her moving forward that she would continue to partner with you and in health. And Lord, I thank you that she is first your daughter always and she's loved and adored. She's blessed and she's found and she's working with you and she's enjoying you. Lord, I thank you for Cynthia and Christina and the fact that we get to sit in this space And just magnify your name and glorify you. Lord, thank you that we don't always get it right. (laughs) But thank you that we can sit here and just be honest about that. And I think you really do love that. We want to be daughters after your very own heart. And so we say, um, have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Lord, we
2: thank you for this morning, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for... Your grace, Lord, that empowers us to walk out each day, um, even the days that are hard, even the days that are painful, Lord. And God, we lift up just all of our friends out there who today are dealing, Lord, with physical infirmities, Lord, whether that's cancer or joint issues, stomach issues, health issues. God, I pray that they would give themselves grace on the days that they need to give themselves grace on. God, I pray that they would not see themselves or identify themselves according to what infirmity they have, but they would always identify themselves according to the cross and what you did. Lord, I pray just for endurance, Lord, to withstand whatever chemo treatment, whatever Counseling, Lord, because even infirmities can be in our soul, Lord. Of things that we need to walk out, and healing we need to walk out with you, God. I pray that you would give us the endurance to be able to withstand that and to walk it out with you, Lord. To get whole, to get healed, to get cleansed, Lord. To get um, to just get stronger in you, Lord. That we you often allow these things, Lord, in our lives to work out things in us and to draw us closer to you. And so, God, I pray that um, that you would just work out the things in our lives that you got to work out in this season, Lord. Mm-hmm that you would just heal, Lord, that you would begin to mend and that you would just allow us to see ourselves through your eyes always, Lord, in Jesus name.
1: Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys. I love you. Thanks for being in studio today. And thank you to all of you for joining us today. Um, We have something really special here. So I just want to encourage you one more time to like us, subscribe and share. I'm Cynthia Garrett with Nova Page, Christina Reynolds, and Christina Boudreaux, and our junior tribe member, Summer Garrett, who's run to class now because she's still in college. We love you guys, and thanks for being a part of Girl Club. We will see you next week. Bye.